0: Welcome back to this week's episode of Game Talk Radio. I am here again. It's your host, Greg, and with me, my co-host, John. How tired are you today, John? <laughs> um, actually, I'm I'm doing okay. <laughs> all right. So not so not so tired today. Okay,
1: fair enough. I did work I did work on my day off, uh, but I, I was planning on painting the rest of my house today, and it rained all day anyway. So. So, so I guess whatever.
0: <laughs> so you would have actually had a day off.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, okay, Last cool. week I had no day off. And then I had, this week I had Sunday off and I was going to have today off. And uh, my my boss called me yesterday while I was out delivering mail. And he's like, hey, uh, can you come in tomorrow? We have six open routes. And I was like mulling it over and he's like, six open routes. <laughs> like <laughs> like guilt tripping me. Wow. And I told him, I'm like, I'm like, I will come in if I can just deliver my route and go home. Because a lot of times what happens is you get your route done Mm
0: -hmm. and then
1: you go up, you have to go to a different route and take like an hour or two off of that route to deliver it. Sure, sure. And I'm like, I'm like, if I can just leave after I've got my work done, I will come in.
0: (laughs) So I did that. Well, hey, if everything keeps up as it is, uh, they're going to get rid of the post office anyway yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) you know john is it just that everything you touch turns to crap is that is that what happens is it your fault
1: i think it's everything republicans touch turns to crap
0: (laughs) uh i will say
1: these opinions are of mine and mine alone uh greg did not
0: (laughs) this podcast is apolitical but uh but uh you know hey (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so um, you're just gonna
1: like you're gonna go in and edit this before you upload it and it's just gonna say be yeah just one long <laughs> beep
0: <beat>. nope <laughs> uh, you know what Th- this isn't this isn't game trade you know game trade I, I consider to be a political entity an apolitical entity uh, I I am not an apolitical entity, and neither are you. And you know, <laughs> we can make jokes like that, and we can talk about it. And if people don't like it, I understand. But I'm not like that's this place was not a place for me to hide. You know, like like this podcast, the Dropcast, my YouTube channel. I don't hide there. I, I I'm myself. You know, as far as ah. game trade, I don't politicize game trade because really it's just a business, and ultimately it it doesn't really matter what. I think it shouldn't affect what Game Trade does and how it operates as a business, in my opinion. Right. So sometimes you can't separate them, but uh, you know, I can, <laughs> so I will. <laughs> um, and it's funny because so so getting into it, uh, the I, I I almost had a rant of the week. We joked about this last week. We almost had a rant of the week, and it got it, last minute uh, staved off like a last minute execution because yes, thankfully we. Last week, John and I were going to buy a rare game that was coming up. It was the Wii versions of Retro City Rampage and uh, Shakedown Hawaii, which are by V-Blank, and they're on, like, every system. And it's the
1: European Wii versions as well. It's
0: European because (laughs) Nintendo has cut off uh, U.S. Wii production. So to make his game on the Wii, he had to make it in europe where they still allow wii games to be made um which is weird which is very weird plus thinking back to that just dance 20 came out on the wii here so when did they cut that off it must have been recent then because i think just dance was last fall or something but in any case we uh next month he's doing the wii u version and that is going to have a u.s version but, you know, so anyway, it's supposed to go live at whatever time. I think it was like 11 o'clock in the morning. Noon, noon yeah. And so, obviously, you probably paused your route for a minute to be on your phone. Uh, yep. I, I was, I mean, I was at the store and I told Dave, like, hey, you have to take care of all the customers for the next five minutes because this is what I'm doing. <laughs> and then we sat there. And so, like, the page, it hits noon. I'm I'm refreshing and it's like, it's going slow. Every time I hit refresh, it takes a little bit longer. And it's never a good sign. Never, ever, ever a good sign. So then eventually I refresh the page, and immediately as soon as it refreshes at noon, it just says sold out. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I was livid. I,
1: I would say it took me about 30 seconds from when noon hit to when the page actually upload or updated, mm-hmm. uh, and I could see their website, and it instantly said sold out. Um, did you? So we eventually did get them. Um, did you get it because I mentioned or I mentioned it to you or had you already gotten it by then?
0: So I, I did not have it by then, but it's funny. I got a, I, I got the who where did I get it from? I saw it somewhere like someone else notified me or I got a I got a tweet notification from something or someone. And then I looked at my phone, and that's when I saw that you had messaged me that it was up. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, I, oh, no, that's what it was. I saw V Blank retweeted it out, that it was live now. Okay. And it was like two minutes or three minutes after he tweeted that that I saw it. And then when I went to do it, I saw your text message to me. So I actually almost missed it again. Although I think it took a long time to sell out. I don't even know if it is sold out yet. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, it, I didn't get it until like
1: 12, 18.
0: I think it was about
1: when I finally got it ordered. But, yeah, that guy's website sucks.
0: Uh. (laughs) I think it's powered by Shopify, and Shopify sucks real bad. (laughs) I think it's
1: powered by Netscape Navigator (laughs) (laughs) 3.0.
0: But, yeah, so it almost – because I remember right when it happened, I went to his Twitter because, like, nothing's better than reading, like, the saltiest of tweets after someone doesn't get something they want. And I I think I messaged you, and I was like – it says sold out. It's how ridiculous. And you were like, yeah, me and Kevin too. Yeah. we were all, we were all just like pouting about it. And yep. then, and then it went up, you know, 10 minutes later or whatever. So we ended up getting it and it's fine. Yeah. Thankfully
1: all three of us got it too. Yeah. So,
0: but it, it does bring up a rantable point, which is I love these physical rarities, but my God, the stress I endure to get them is not worth it. Like, I feel like I'm getting yeah. myself like ulcers Because, (laughs) because I keep trying to get these stupid games and I have to be on it this time. And then I've got, you know, I've got like four reminders set because, oh, Thursday morning play Asia has a new Vita exclusive. So I got to get that. Oh, (laughs) this has this. And I'm just like, and I've really scaled back on the physicals I buy. Yeah. Big time. Just because for a while I was prospecting, I was just buying everything and hoping you know, throw everything at the wall, see what sticks, maybe get a rare one. And I do, I have a bunch of rare ones that have tripled and quadrupled in value right now, but I have to sit on them for God knows how long, you know, I mean, thankfully I have an outlet if I want to, I just put it on the shelf tomorrow and try to sell it. You know, other people have to go to eBay, whatever. But even that, I'm just like, when am I going to sell it? Do I sell it now? And then in a year when it's 10 times the price, I start kicking myself like, like you can't win (laughs) if you sell it now you know you got to be happy with that decision so um but yes did you
1: random question have you had anybody try to sell you or have you tried to buy a copy of poop slinger
0: no um because that <laughs> that is the ultimate we could do a whole video on that nonsense uh, <laughs> uh, uh like that sham that is poop slinger uh for anyone who doesn't know on the podcast uh last year new um april fools this website went up. I forget what it was even called. And they had a bunch, basically they were selling a physical copy of the game Poop Slinger, which is a real game. Uh, They were selling a physical version for PS4. And if you go to the website, you can add to your card. It was on April 1st. And there was a bunch of small print at the bottom, stuff like you give, you know, by hitting agree, you agree that, you know, Russians can have access to your data and the Chinese, like all this weird stuff. And I looked at it and I thought, it's probably a joke, but it probably is real. Is just they're making a joke out of this stuff. And I, I have PayPal protection, so I would have been fine if I ordered it and then canceled it. Something in my gut just told me not to do it. Said, so just don't mess with it. And that was stupid because they only sold like 48 copies on the website. And so now those copies, I saw some selling for over $2,000. Holy crap. <clears throat> Excuse me. but But here's the thing you have to get a minimum print of 1000 discs when you have a game printed yeah. which means there's 952 more copies somewhere so my thought is either and i actually still believe this to a bit because apparently they were all they were all postmarked by a like by a post office that's like right in the next state it's like south carolina or north carolina whichever one limited runs not in it was like the first city that was right across the border from the state they're in <laughs> now he the uh, josh from limited run has vehemently denied it and i i wonder if it was going to be like an april fool's joke because leading up to that he kept saying that he had this april fool's joke he's been working forever on and he'd been working a long time on and then when april fool's came like i never felt like there was anything that revolved around this massive like april fool's joke that he did and it just kind of went away and I wonder if all the negativity around it and with the way his business has been so positive and everything like he's he's growing so much that maybe they just seriously thought forget it like don't just <laughs> forget it just park them and then just let him sit um and or or on the flip side somebody because anybody could do it like if I had talked to the poop slinger dev and I said hey can I be your publisher I'll I'll make a thousand copies and you'll get you know, instantly you'll just get this much money because that's your cut of the thousand. I'll pay you right away. And then I just have to worry about selling them and I'll keep what's left. I could have do that. And then I could not sell it. And then every month just put one up for like 2000 bucks, 2000 (laughs) bucks instead instead of selling them for 29.99 or whatever they were. So, I mean, that's a little more nefarious, but you know
1: have it water graded and then sell it for $20,000. <laughs> oh my
0: God. Uh, oh. And it was funny because a very similar situation happened with one of the guys who works with limited run. Uh, and they did a, they did that game called um, what's it just called? Birdman bird, something. The Isn't bird it? bird King or legend of bird King or something like that. Yeah. <clears throat> and, but, but what he, now he, he worked at limited run games, but he said that limited run didn't make the print. He himself made the game. So he paid Sony to manufacture the copies of his game. So so then, though, what he did was he sold a couple, then he gave a couple away, then he did some for charity, and then there was a huge uproar, like people were mad at Limited Run. It was just a bad PR thing, which mostly was people misunderstanding what happened, but it shows you how sometimes simple things like that can, like, screw you up and, and, like, get in the way of your business, and, and people will misconstrue even the best of intentions, um and that game for a while was selling over a thousand dollars. And now you can get it between a hundred and two hundred usually.
1: But for the Bird King game? For the Bird King, yeah. Interesting. It's crazy. It's uh, crazy stuff. I think I think the Poop Slinger devs, which I think it's like Diggity software or something like that. Um I think they have copies because they were they were talking about like doing giveaways on their website once. Sure. Like they they had like a Twitter thing where they're like retweet and tell us what you do to get a copy of Poop Slinger. So I think they're sitting on probably a bunch of copies themselves too.
0: I would think that's part of the deal. The dev deal is that they get X amount of physical copies for giveaways or for employees or whatever. You know, I would think yeah. there's something in there for that. But um, so what a great segue, John, because we're our one story today is talking about more video game collecting madness. Okay. So if you didn't see another copy of
1: Rolling Stone.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And and that's actually a good point. So let me do the headline first and then I'll mention this because it's everywhere magically. So another copy of Super Mario Brothers has sold for over $100,000 at auction. Okay. So yes, this is the Rolling Stone article. But if you look at the Google search I did here, you've got Rolling Stone, BBC, PCMag, Extreme Tech, GameIndustry.biz, USA Today, Kotaku, Boston.com. E- every news like out uh, outlet that you have here apparently did a story on it. Now, part of what's frustrating, and this is what happened with the first Mario Brothers that sold for $100,000 too. WADA and Heritage put out these press releases so that everybody in the world knows that this happened. Well, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Well, you would do that because you're trying to get people to think that these are worth that much. Now, I've another month goes by, John, and another bitch, a bitching complaint from me about WADA and Heritage <laughs> Auctions and the disgusting relationship that they seem to have together. So, nothing new here. And if you're listening to the podcast, maybe you're rolling your eyes, but it's a, it happened again. And and this one, I I could maybe argue is just a tad bit more egregious than the other ones if even that's possible. So, for instance, this one, let's go through the article, and then I'll kind of tear apart my issues with it. Uh, unopened rare variant of classic 1985 Nintendo game establishes a new mark for highest-selling video games sold at auction. A sealed copy of Mario Brothers became the highest-selling video game ever at auction Friday with a winning bid of 114000 Now, if you remember, the last Mario Brothers it sold was a private seller which also was really weird that they did a press release to announce that a private seller bought a game. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like how? Uh, uh, the article goes on to say the 1985 cartridge still in its original plastic ceiling sold to an anonymous bidder at heritage auctions event. The 114,000 winning bid bested the previous auction record of a hundred thousand for a single video game. That mark was set in February of 2019 which was also established by a sealed copy of Super Mario Brothers, <laughs> which the one from February was the one that was on Pawn Stars, where the person who took it in, who was part of a collective that bought the game, right? So it's an investment group, one of which owns part of Heritage Auctions.
1: Ugh!
0: <laughs> like, like this—it's so—it's so bad. It's so bad. Um, this one, uh, the, it goes on to say, and this is Valerie McClecky. In a statement, she's the video games director at Heritage Auctions. Quote, the demand for this game was extremely high. And if any lot in the sale could hit a number like that, it was going to be this one. We knew this would be a strong live session, but I don't think anybody could have anticipated how much bidding action there was on Heritage Live and the phones. So it's like an online bidding and a phone bidding or something. Um, it was graded in a plus condition, unopened version of super Mario brothers featured hang tab, a rare and short lived variant of the game's original packaging. So I want to explain that a little bit. So the first one that sold for a hundred thousand, it was a hang tab copy of the game with a circle seal. Um, now the circle seal was according to heritage and, and the people that are just making these rules up on the fly, since there's no official, word on how this all worked. They said it, it was from a test market, that they didn't send very many out with these circle stickers. So it had to be special. It was very special and very rare. Only one, remember they, they quoted this all the time, only one known to exist in the whole world, right? That was their spiel. So this one now, what they're claiming with this one is that it has a hang tab, but it's also shrink wrapped. So now they're saying this is the most rare because it's that weird small print that took place after they added the hang tab but before they started shrink wrap or before they started punching the hang tabs and then they had the shrink wrap instead so it has a hang tab and it's shrink wrapped hmm. they're just making these rules up john they they have yeah. to be making this shit up <laughs> like that's just that's where i'm at with it they have to be making you know, this up at this point
1: i i thoroughly believe i'm i'm pretty sure that if this was stocks, if if what they were doing was like pumping up the value of a stock by buying it themselves and pretending that it was more valuable than it is, it would be illegal.
0: Yeah, yeah. it feels like there's something wrong here, like this shouldn't be allowed. So what's funny is I, I'm good friends with a comic book shop owner, and I talked to him about this a few months ago. When Wada, like, I think actually maybe it was like a while ago after, you know, after we had um, done the story on the Pawn Stars thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember I remember talking to him and going, you know, I told him the whole story. I said, can you believe this? And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah. That's how comic book grading is, too. It's It's been terrible forever. <laughs> and I'm like, so basically comic book grading set the way for how they're going to start doing video game grading, which is the people at the top who have all these rare pieces all of a sudden magically find a way to advertise that these are the rarest pieces because they have them and then thus boosting the value for themselves to sell. And in the meantime, making WADA the expert when it comes to grading video games, which, I don't know, I mentioned this in the pre-show, John, but I I wanted to bring up this other Mario Brothers that sold uh, because if they're the experts in grading... One, if you ever watch, um, Pat, the NES punk, I, I, I caught his podcast, I think last week or two weeks ago, he had made mention of some of the weird things that they sometimes grade and they grade, like they've misgraded prototypes before they've, they've incorrectly graded. Like one of the things they graded was a reproduction cart. It was like, it was an original, it it was like an original something in a reproduction cart and label. Okay. Like, like like Uh, that has zero value. (laughs) I've
1: seen um, at, at their booth at Midwest gaming Classic last year they had graded reproduction cartridge games yeah like like the um, the random like ROM hacks that people put onto cartridges and sometimes print boxes for they had graded at their their booth and it's like wh- what makes that worth anything yeah anybody could make that.
0: Now I will I will go as far because one of the things they do they got a little flack for was that they graded games from Time Walk games. I'll actually g- I won't give them a hard time about that because Time Walk's games are known to be rare and they were very well done reproductions and they mm-hmm. made full color instruction manuals and boxes that were high quality. So and and it was it was always like yeah they did stuff because I I have a few of them I have like four or five of their um, of the Time Walk games. They were the ones who were who were tasked with making the gold DuckTales cartridges that were sent out when they remade DuckTales for uh, PS3 and 360, they actually got hired by Capcom to make like reproduction carts of DuckTales, but like gold ones. It was a press kit thing. Um, And then all of a sudden one day they were like, we're stopping and they just stopped. So I I actually talked about it a long time ago, but I wonder often if maybe... Someone at Capcom found out what they were doing and that they made some Capcom games and did repros or somehow they got like a cease and desist or they got told they had to stop if they wanted to be in the legit business of creating. And I might be wrong. I've never actually had a follow up to that. Um, Has Time Walk gone on to do anything else? I don't know. I I mean, not under the name time walk anyway. Uh, And so I've never found out like, and I've heard that like Pat, the NES punk was just talking about this and he said that they've gone on to other things. So maybe they Hmm. just known out there, but you know, I don't know. But anyway, so getting back to it though, the reason I bring it up is they're also experts and I'm looking at this Mario brothers. Now this is the same one that sold uh, at, a, at like a 9.6 condition, that was the one that sold for 100,000 in February of 2019. It's a sticker seal Super Mario Brothers. This is s- brand new. <laughs> if you look at the box, it's it's just beat to piss. I mean, this is one of the <laughs> worst boxes I've ever seen. Um, I wish I could zoom in. I really wish I could zoom in. Maybe I can zoom in. Uh, so uh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah oh yeah. Look at that. Okay, we can zoom in.
1: Oh yeah, the edges look like well, hell. Look, look
0: at this. There's a there's a hole in the back. Look at the the corners <laughs> are just beat up. Look at this thing. Look at this. There's a stain, John. There's a coffee stain, or something. That'd
1: be great if it was a giant ring. Some <laughs> <Just look at laughs> stereotypical coffee. Yeah.
0: Ring. Oh my god, just <laughs> coaster style. So this thing's beat beat up, right? So let me ask you, what do you think that got a rating? Well, apparently, according to Wada that's a 6.0 <laughs> okay if you have a a, a, a minton box is 9.6 this is a three at best maybe a four a 6.0 what are they smoking? but they're supposed to be the experts. this makes no sense this makes no sense and it's sold for fourteen hundred dollars which is you know, one percent just over one percent of what the one that was 9.6 sold for
1: was was this one sealed as well that well, you were looking at
0: i'm pretty sure because it says gloss sticker seal okay <laughs> I, I can't i don't know man i look at this and it, i don't see how this could still be sealed in this condition but it, it might be open i don't know but this box yeah is the At that condition, they could have popped open the bottom if it was one of the (laughs) old-school
1: stickers and just pulled out the bottom.
0: Yeah, and how do you know that they didn't? You don't, because because Wada says so, and that's what we have to go off of. And again, it's not just that they don't know what they're doing. I don't believe they do know what they're doing. I I think they have some issues with stuff like this. And you know what? A new company will have to work that out. That's fine. But the fact that they've got a weird relationship with Heritage you know that the higher rated a game is, it's going to sell for more at auction. Although this one didn't, <laughs> but it should <laughs> realistically sell for more. So there's this weird relationship here. It's not, it's not, it's not, Uh, what do I want to say? Like it's not on the, Um, it doesn't seem legit to me. It's not on like the up and up, you know, it's yeah. just something about it feels shady. And when I see stuff like this, I see a box that's just mushed. And terrible. Who I'm sorry, who paid fourteen hundred dollars for this? <laughs> this is terrible. Uh, I mean, it's unreal.
1: Uh Palmer lucky.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's just buying them all.
1: <laughs> yeah. So so for um, instance,
0: too, like let's look at a couple others, like Wall Street Kid, an eight Wall Street Kid sealed, two hundred bucks. That game's great. That game's <laughs> fantastic. Willow. I love this game too, even though it's kind of hard at the end. 9.4 sealed Willow. 630 bucks. So, I understand that that Mario is a variant rare one, but my goodness, I mean, the condition of that alone, it shouldn't even have been graded in that condition. Not that I'm blaming Wada for that. I mean, it's whoever brings it to him is whatever, but...
1: There's also that funky rule of, like, all right, so if you want to get a 10.0 game
0: rated, you need to send them a case. Correct. So... So, I actually like, don't it, even think you it, can get 10.0. I don't think it's possible, even.
1: I I think you have to send them an entire case, and then I, then I think it is possible. Okay. Um. Because So, so for, for people that don't know, if you're buying PlayStation 4, or Xbox One, Xbox 360, PS3 games, a case is 30 copies. Right. <laughs> so, and, and most likely, I think the reason why they want you to send them 30 copies is is I think they want you to pay to have 30 games rated. And so, sure. so in order to earn your 10.0, you have to give them 30 times what you would normally give them to have a game rated in order to get that 10. Yeah. Um, which is ridiculous. Like, like it. it if you were a modern-day collector... And you wanted to get into grading like you'd have to spend so much money in order to in order to attain that like perfect score, which is just fucking weird.
0: Yeah. And I've I've never seen a, a perfect score, even on a comic book. So it might exist. Obviously, like you said, it has to be right off the line. It can't ever have yeah. touched human hands. So it may it may not even be something you can get if it got shipped to you. It might uh, be something that you buy a box and ship it directly to the grading company. But I've never seen a 10 Now, now I'm wondering what I have. I have some graded comics, and I'm kind of
1: curious what their their grades are. Sure, nine point eight, nine point eight, nice. Uh, what are your 9.6, Nine point 9. 9. six, nine point eight, nine point six. Um, I've got uh, fathom. Uh, issue Zero, Wizard Rural Exclusive by Michael Turner. Hmm, nice. I don't know if you can see that. I can. Uh, sure. Most of my stuff is actually Michael Turner stuff, so Fathom Dawn of War number one. Um, I have a cracked case, so this is probably not worth what it was, but Witchblade number one, uh, 9.6. What happened to that case? I don't know. I think I dropped it. Ah, uh, you dumb-dumb. And then... <laughs> soul fire and then i've got this thing dead at 17 revolution which i just thought had cool art it look, kind of looks like paul Dini art
0: yeah it reminds me of kim possible yeah um but yeah i, I
1: don't know that i've seen a, a 10 comic either
0: yeah i I'd, I'd have to ask dave about that and i could probably do a google search too but i don't believe you can get a 10 i believe 9.8 is the highest you can get um but yeah, like even this for instance, they have sealed Mi- Impossible Mission 2s which I bought a case of 6 last summer from a guy in Vegas who bought like a whole pallet load full of them. And I think <laughs> I got the I think I got the case of 6 for 60 bucks or something. I don't 75 bucks maybe and now this How one's How much of this? 288. Oh, <laughs> 288 nice. bucks. Um so anyway, uh my hatred for Wada aside. Uh this is once again My issue, just to wrap it up, my main issue with this is that it's they're telling us what's rare because they have a a stake in it. So then they tell us, oh, I I, I don't even know how you would know that this was officially shrink wrapped from back then. How do you know that it didn't get sent to a store and then that store shrink wrapped it and put a hang tab on the outside of the box? Like there's no one who they're talking to. Who knows this for a fact it's not like there's someone who goes oh yeah I was the marketing manager here's all the documents for how the different versions of the game rolled out those don't exist so they're making up these rules and they're saying oh you know what? we've never seen this is the same issue I had with the first one we've never seen another Mario Brothers that's hang tab but is also shrink wrapped so this is the most rare thing ever everything that they touch and they have their hands on is the most rare thing ever it's it's so stupid
1: That reminds me of the auction for um, I owned the Mountain Bike Rally Speed Racer game, which was unreleased on Super Nintendo, and I had a sealed copy. And I was looking to sell it, and so I started looking to eBay auctions to see if anybody else had sold it. And there was one on eBay, and he wanted (laughs) $7,000. And in the... Which, actually, I think... I think once there's enough story behind it, it could potentially be way more than that. Sure. But the the auction for the guy that wanted 7 grand for it was like this is one of only 11 still sealed in in the United right. States and i was just thinking to myself i'm like i own this mine is still sealed <laughs> and i don't remember ever having some sort of like knights of the round table like gathering where all of the owners <laughs> of the game got together and we all discussed the current condition of our game like he had yep. no way of knowing that and he was just blowing smoke up the the butt of the person looking at the auction to get more money out of the auction.
0: Which, when you're selling something, sure. <clears throat> I mean, it's your job to make it look as good as you want. So that's fine. But, like, these guys, Heritage Auctions acts like they're somehow not benefiting from, like, the extra oomph that they're putting into it now they're selling it that's yeah. fine but they're using wada and they're saying well wada graded this but they're in league with them so i i don't i don't understand how how, how that relationship isn't questioned even more and i, I you know and, and you have to be able to separate the fact that people are grading games and want graded games and having an issue with people who want games graded and having an issue with the relationship between wada and heritage I understand if you want to grade games, uh, I've thought about it, especially because it adds value. And I think video game grading is a thing. I, I, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with someone taking a game that's 35 years old and then getting it hermetically sealed (laughs) and then showcasing and putting on a shelf. And if it's worth money, I mean, the market dictates the worth except when there's outside manipulating forces like this. <clears throat> and i and i yeah. really believe that like i really believe that they're manipulating these values and like you you were saying about your your sealed game they're walking around saying this is the only one that exists this is the only one no it's the only one you've ever seen right and one of you all own it because that, it's like it's like it's, it's such a weird little click of all these quote unquote like top tier high end collectors like they all came from the Nintendo age forums and they all got they were all hated on the Nintendo age forums. And then they like a lot of the people that left there went and started WADA. Not a lot of people have like left the forums, but I mean, like the people that started WADA were a group that were on the Nintendo age forums notoriously. People leave. They start this, you know, they start WADA. It's fine. You start a business. I, I understand it. But it's just it's it's feels so wrong and and i don't know how like how that works with auction companies and i mean I, I guess with art auctions you would you would pay people to come in and tell you how good and rare it is so that more people would pay more money for it I don't know is that a thing i mean it seems seems disingenuous. But they don't
1: they don't grade well art i think art is different because you don't you're not grading the art because there's only one of it realistically unless it's like Andy warhol with his with his prints that he would make, or he would just stamp stuff. Sure, um, sure. so I would, I would think that the, the art auction house would do more advertising of the piece to let people know like, Hey, we've got a Picasso that, that hasn't been for sale for 90 years or whatever. And, but they're not, they're not having like this, attaching this artificial grade to it. They might say it could be worth this much, but it's up to the bidders to make it worth that much, and I don't think yeah. I don't think art auction houses are bidding on their own product to artificially inflate that product.
0: Yeah. Well, exactly. And it's also this is different because, like you said, this is this was multiple printings of this, so there's multiple copies of yeah. this that were released. However, many who knows, um, but so to make claims like this is the only one, like I know you can say something like, well, this is the only one known to exist. Yeah. But you say that as it's only known to exist, you act like you're the only people that ever know anything about <laughs> sealed games. You know, like, you know, some people who have sealed games don't brag about it. Not everyone goes yeah. to Pawn Stars and tries to get a million dollars for their stupid copy. Super Mario brothers, you know, like that's it's, Oh man, it's really frustrating. Um, I
1: would like to know who bought that that extra copy, because, like, I'm willing to bet that they are just circle jerking this thing and trading it amongst people to get press like they are.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think this is all one big press run. I totally agree with you on that, and yep, and that's I mean fine if you want to advertise your business. But as soon as I heard that WADA and Heritage were working together, I was like, oh great, here we go. And then all these magical, and it's like I said, this is a little different because it sold at auction. So I could see a news site saying, whoa, a Mario game just sold for a hundred thousand at auction. But last year, when the when it, the first Mario sold for a hundred thousand, of course, you know it was like a hundred thousand. And like fifteen dollars or whatever, right? Or a hundred thousand, hundred dollars, just enough to get over the hundred thousand mark. And <laughs> so they get to that point, and then it's a private sale. And then all the news outlets start talking about how a game sold for hundred thousand dollars. It was a private sale. Why are we? Why are we uh, talking about? Why is the news covering a private sale? It, it makes zero sense. Zero sense. Um. And, and so lastly, uh, to get into it a little bit, I want to talk about this. So they also sold one of the other bigger items from that collection was a Super Mario Brothers 3 that sold sealed 9.0 condition, sold for $38,000. Now, Mario 3, the special thing about this, and a lot of people don't know this, so I'll give a little history lesson on it. There's actually something that they refer to as the Left Bros variant. So most copies of Super Mario Brothers 3, you'll see the word bros will be above Mario's hat, above Mario's head, flying with the little raccoon tail. Well, in this picture, you'll notice that the bros is actually underneath the M in Mario. It's on the left side of the box, hence the term left bros. So this is the first printing of Super Mario Brothers 3 had the bros on this side. I think later they moved it because it was kind of hard to see. And so then they moved it over just make the box a little more aesthetically pleasing probably. So this does have some more value. I've had loose cartridges of Mario Brothers 3 Left Bros and Right Bros variant. The Left Bros isn't really worth more just as a cartridge. Once you add the instruction manual it adds a little bit of value to it, maybe $5-$10 more. And then obviously in the box, if you had a matching booklet, box and cartridge for Left Bros, that'd be worth more. Um, And I'm okay with that. I don't have a problem with that. But again I want to go a little bit to the description and they start talking about how Like this here. This is the description of the auction. (laughs) This copy is not at all to be compared with any sealed copy of the quote-unquote right bros variety. (laughs) The quote-unquote left bros is in a completely different league. This variant's nickname refers to the justification of bros on the front of the box, (laughs) which indicates this copy is from the earliest production run of the title. It is as close as one could get to saying this copy is from a quote-unquote first printing. So they don't even know that it's a first printing technically. They're just saying this is as close as one could get to saying this copy is from a first printing. <laughs> it's like they the 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 pretzels they're twisting themselves into to make their logic work on this is like incredible. Um, while there are certainly a fair number of complete and box copies of this variant out there, sealed copies. So even that while there are certainly a fair number of complete in box copies <laughs> <laughs> are much, uh, of a game it's are much more rare. Later. Yeah. So it's not <laughs> rare, uh, have been sold early on and opened for many collectors. The prospect of finding a sealed copy of this variant of Super Mario Bros. 3 has been such an unlikely task that many have forked over a pretty penny for a high grade complete in box copy. For example, in April, 2019, we sold a complete in box copy of this title graded 9.4 by WADA for over $5,000. So they so, sold a nine point four for five grand a year ago and now a nine went for thirty eight thousand.
1: Is that another private sale?
0: <laughs> well apparently or well, this, or this like says, unknown seller. This says we sold a complete copy. That would that would tell me that Wada said they sold it.
1: Well I'm saying the 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 one that sold for thirty eight grand, was that another person that would like not to be named?
0: Oh probably. <laughs> uh, this one was this anonymous? I don't know. Probably but it's it's weird man i mean it's again it's it's this weird overhype and i got to be honest these descriptions these don't sound professional at all like like when i read this and it talks about how uh the lift bros is in a completely different league <laughs> like like <laughs> like the way they word some of this stuff is like really unprofessional i don't know it just it's whatever so it's fine but anyway so another month goes by john And another WADA auction, another WADA graded heritage auction sells for way more than it should. And again, I'm not criticizing stuff being expensive. Actually, um, a friend of mine on Twitter was got into it a little bit with somebody because that person was trying to argue with him that it's stupid that you'd even pay more money for a game with a box. And it's like, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. The market's dictated by the consumer for the most part. So yes, people have decided that if you have the original box and all the contents, it's going to be worth more. I mean, we've decided that in everything it's if you buy an automobile, an old vintage sports car, it's worth more if it's got all original parts or an engine or or an engine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know, so so it's not it's not that, you know, it's not that I'm complaining that things are selling for too much. My issue is that there's this weird like relationship between these two and they're both benefiting from them having this relationship and the way that they're spreading like their style of doing things around. Now, the only good thing I could say about that is it seems like a lot of people are always calling them out, which is nice. They get called out a lot. Um, but man, I mean, (laughs) eBay is getting flooded with water grade. I mean, they're being super successful, um, well, as a company, there's another,
1: there's another grading company out there at the VGA graded stuff. And VGA doesn't, seem like they are nearly as shady as what Wada is.
0: No, but VGA only did sealed stuff. And so Wada opened up the possibility of doing non-sealed stuff, which was appealing to a lot of people. But you're right. Like v- VGA always seemed like it was fine. You know, if you look at their website yeah. now though, like it it's not updated and it, it looks weird. Like it looks like whoever was in charge of VGA grading stuff just doesn't care. <laughs> or that they don't, maybe they don't even do it anymore. I don't even know. Um, but, oh my goodness, man. You know? I, I don't know. Just just another month goes by, another WADA and uh, Heritage auction circle jerk. <laughs> are there
1: any good threads on Nintendo Age about these guys?
0: I need to look. I need to look because, no, I haven't found them. And yet, I've had people leave comments on my YouTube videos saying things like, hey, these are the same guys... That, that got kicked off Nintendo age forums for being douchebags to everybody. And I was like, Oh, please tell me more. Uh, and I want to say even cause... one person I said that to, I said like, I'm like, Oh, do you have more details about that? I'd love to hear about that. And then I never heard back. So could just be a yeah, dumb, dumb, fake YouTube comment. You never know.
1: I'd be interested to do some digging on Nintendo Age and see if, uh, if there's any info on those guys,
0: let's do it. We'll do it. We'll do an expose. See what we can uncover. <laughs> um, but, uh, so that's all we had for, <clears throat> excuse me, that's all we had for new stories today, which is going to bring everyone to, it's bringing us to everyone's favorite new segment this is week two. Now, uh, John, before we begin, I, I had, uh, I had some, I had my friend Ryan, he reached out and he said, Hey, I've got some ideas for what we could call the segment. So we're going to have to put this on Twitter and like, see what people really want to call it because I don't know what to call it. I haven't really thought much about it, to be honest. It's been a very busy week, but he had some potential segment titles like Greg's Guess, Cover to Cover. I kind of like that. No, it's not, not too bad. Uh, Obscure Covers Anonymous, or Remember That Game, or Greg's Best <laughs> Guess, or Greg's Cover Quest, hosted by John. See, I like this. See, some of this sounds really good. Um, What's that game cover? Um, which, by the way, I'm gonna try to find some game show music and like slide it in during this part <laughs> of the podcast, so we can have like this little shindig going on.
1: I, I'm pretty sure that little thing that you just uh, mumbled out was the "I'm Loving It" theme from McDonald's. So it started <laughs> to go there,
0: but I, I turned it around because here's what it actually was. Let, let me dig. Let me let me explain deeply where this goes. It actually started off as the theme song that's hummed. For the $20 sack pyramid Which is a a skit On Dr. Dre's The Chronic So that's how I started it That's how I started it And then it it went into And then I came out with something else Which I don't even know what it ended with But started off as The Chronic Morphed into loving it And then I I waxed out To something else So (laughs) (laughs) Oh good times all
1: right, so the we're going to start the Greg's Guess
0: the Game game. Yes, <laughs> yes, cover to cover, <laughs> cover to cover, hosted by John. All right, so it, I've got kind of a fighting game theme this week. So, so just really quickly before you start, so just in case anybody didn't listen last week, this is your first time listening, this is a, a little game we play where John picks some obscure video games, and I tell him and I describe to him what's on the cover because i can't remember things like you know people i've met five minutes ago i can't remember their names can't remember my wife's phone number but i can remember what's on the cover of most video games that released between 1985 and 2015 (laughs) so with that little intro out of the way john now how many do you have today
1: uh i got a bunch I, i We'll probably let's do. It'll be quick.
0: Okay, okay, um, because I don't want you to burn out. You know, I don't want you to waste them all. You know, we got, we got. This is a new segment, John. We got to have game cases. You know, till the end. Of I got time. over
1: six thousand video games. I think we're good. All right. All
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I am. Right. I am ready. Are we doing the hard and easy ones again, or are you just mixing them all up?
1: I'm mixing them all up. Perfect. Okay. PlayStation One game. Uh, it's some game from some piece of shit developer, um,
0: Echo Knight. Echo. Okay. Now, first of all, how dare you?
1: How, <laughs> how dare
0: you? Echo Knight is made by FromSoft and they're a bunch of, they're saints. They make amazing software. <laughs> um, so the cover of Echo Knight it is, um, it's a single disc jewel case. It's blue. And then the words Echo Knight are gold with, like, um, the font's kind of almost like, I don't know, kind of sharp. A lot of sharp edges, I feel like. Yep. But, uh, yes, so that, that's Echo Knight. Made by FromSoft. Now, it's, a, it's an exploration game with no combat. Though. So they had made games like Kingsfield before, and Kingsfield was like a dungeon crawler hack and slash in first person. This is a first-person exploration game with no combat. It's more of a solve the mystery, solve puzzles, and explore
1: this is this was a total gimme for anybody that doesn't know because greg is obsessed <laughs> with all things from soft i um
0: I, yeah ps1 and a, a huge ps1 fan huge FromSoft fan it was yeah yep.
1: mm-hmm. uh follow-up question do you know what is under the disc uh the art on the back uh
0: oh like under where the disc would be on the inside yes i do not i would say a, a library
1: It is a picture of the, uh, cruise ship Orpheus. Ah,
0: yes. Orifice. Yeah, that was a good ship. Is it (laughs) Orpheus? I think it's Orpheus. (laughs) It's Orpheus.
1: (laughs) Those smoke stats take on a totally different connotation Mm -hmm. with Orifice. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Uh, for some of these, so I got a bunch of fighting games. Um, I kind of want you to name the characters that are on the cover.
0: Oh, that's gonna be tough. Uh, I will admit, fighting games are a weakness of mine because I, I'm not a big fighting game guy myself.
1: So I'm gonna start with some easy ones that don't have a lot on them.
0: Uh, Street Fighter, EX or EX
1: Two Plus for PlayStation One.
0: Okay, so EX Two Plus, <clears throat> it's a single disc jewel case. It has it's it's an orange cover. It's got Ken doing his like fiery uppercut on the cover
1: uh that would be correct
0: yes yeah buddy oh yeah oh yeah all
1: right Capcom versus SNK Pro for Playstation 1
0: Capcom versus SNK Pro for PS1 I can see the cover art um it's got is that have is it can I can I ask you a question for a hint is, sure. there, is there two people on the cover? Yes. Okay, so that one, I believe, is Ryu and Terry Bogard.
1: That is correct. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a whole bunch of people on this cover. <laughs> uh, I want you to name three of them. Oh, Lord. <laughs> there are There are six people on the cover. Uh, PlayStation 1 game Street Fighter Collection.
0: And I have to name and three? There's
1: two, there's two Street Fighter collections, aren't there, for PlayStation 1?
0: Um, no. There's one Street Fighter thought, collection. Just okay. one. It's a, so, oh, sorry? I thought
1: there was something else. I must be thinking of something else.
0: They did do a Street Fighter Alpha anthology for PS2. Okay. Um. So, uh, Street Fighter Collection on PS1 is a is a single-disc double case, double jewel case. Um, fun fact, the reason they did that was because the booklets were too fat to stick into the front of the single-case jewel cases. So they had to make oh, a double Oh, he's wrong.
1: Case. There's two discs.
0: Oh, are there two discs in that one?
1: <laughs> there are two
0: discs. <laughs> oh, what? oh, okay. Well, I'm thinking wrong. My point still stands about the booklet, but that was a two-disc one. So my apologies. I'm already wrong. Um, okay, <laughs> so there's six people on the cover. I'm, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to cheese this off because I'm pretty sure they had most of the new challengers from street fighter Two turbo or from street fight, uh, super street fighter two. So I want to say, let's see. I know. Oh, is Cammy's gotta be one of them. Yep. Um, I want to say T Hawk. Yep. Um, let's say, uh, and the third one what is his name? He's the Bruce Lee Wannabe. It's like Faye Fain, Lin? Fey
1: Yes, I the funny thing is he named all of the difficult <laughs> characters. <laughs> um, uh, I think DJ, I think is the, oh, the yep, name DJ. of the yep, yep. the black eye on the cover. Uh, and then the two easy ones are Ryu and Chun Li. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'll forget the easy ones. <laughs> Just give me the... But but that's what I remembered is I remembered the new fighters uh, for some reason.
1: All right, so we're gonna, we're gonna do a PS one game or PS two game. Um, <laughs> uh, Dead or Alive two Hardcore. What does the cover look like?
0: Ah, uh, it's it's. I would say it goes down in history as one of the most boring covers of all time. It is an all-black cover. It just says DOA Hardcore on it in, like, silver lettering.
1: Yep, and there's, like, a weird star pattern. It's very bizarre. (laughs) All right. Uh, Now, I don't have the PlayStation copy of this, but the Xbox has the same cover. Um, What is on the cover of Auto Modelista?
0: Oh, uh, ooh, I don't know if I'm gonna know what car it is. Uh, I might. Actually, yes, I do. Uh, so Auto Modelista was the first racing game I bought that was online compatible, John. And, uh, the online sucked on the PS2, <laughs> really badly. Um, so if I remember correctly, Auto Modelista has at the top, there's like a, like a square logo it says Auto Modelista underneath it. Then the car that's on the front, it's got kind of like a blue background, but the car that's on the front, I want to say, is a red and white Dodge Viper.
1: That is correct.
0: Yeah. I, I, at first, when I, in my head, I was like, it's a red and white car. And then I just like, it was like Blade Runner when it goes like, enhance, enhance, and then it, my brain just like locked it on it. Do you, know what the,
1: do you know what video game had your model uh lancer on it
0: that would be juiced too for the ps3 uh well technically that was an evo but mine was a rally art but was there one yeah. that had just um, a rally art
1: on it there wasn't a rally art but i was thinking um now this is an import but uh the japanese version of uh uh what was called that was
0: it in the u.s it was import, import tuner challenge yeah import tuner
1: challenge um, but it was Chicago Battle X. Oh. Uh, or Shitako. Um, I have that on
0: the Xbox. What color was the and I love that game. What color was the lancer on it? I
1: think it was red. Oh, nice.
0: Alright, so
1: PS two game. Uh who is on the cover of Soul Calibur three or Soul Calibur two? Uh I would like you to name two of the four characters.
0: Hmm. So uh it has the character who was so in on in Soul Calibur 2, all the different versions had a different unlockable character. So for Xbox it was Spawn, for GameCube it was Link. For PS2 and one of the people on the cover it was Hihachi Mishima from the Tekken series. The lamest
1: of all. The lamest of the, lamest characters of the three
0: and I love Tekken <laughs> and I love Hayachi as a character, but that's that's weak that is weak yeah, stuff a, to put in a, a game
1: weapon, a weapons based fighter where you give us a
0: guy with no weapons no weapons and he wears <laughs> wooden roller skates um and uh <laughs> so then the uh let's see okay I see it in my head I see the picture um hmm what is her name I, I don't I played a lot of Soul Calibur 1 and that was pretty much it Let's say, um, let's go with, um, let's go with Nightmare. Nightmare should be on there. Nightmare is on here. And then if I, if I I had to guess, yep, Ivy, and then is, is it Maxi or Killick? I think was, I think it's Kalik. Yeah. Yeah, He had the the both. Yeah.
1: He, you can see him the least on the cover. Uh, like you really got to know his forehead.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Look at that.
1: All right uh last game uh playstation one game
0: box hunt <laughs> oh sure uh, i love this game i am a sucker for <laughs> cheesy fmv games and the ps1 surprisingly didn't have a lot sega cd like doubled down and tripled down on cheesy fmv like it was the future of video games sony with the playstation had a few um, one of them which is one of my all-time favorite games is called psychic detective just fantastic okay. fantastic fmv game fox hunt uh is a ooh, how many discs is it? Is i think it's four it's three or four i
1: was gonna ask you that uh i was gonna ask you if you knew it is three three discs
0: yep it's three discs uh it is a jewel case double fat double wide and it is like a um well, let's see how i describe this in my head i know on the cover it's got like the guy's like a spy so it's got like him, like, kind of with his back. I think he's got, like, his back up to the girl. And he's got his gun up. And then it's kind of like a... There's, like, a logo around them. And then in the background, there's something, but it's blurred out, I think. Maybe it's, like, a TV screen or something. I don't know. I'm actually... I'm struggling a little bit with that one. Uh, You're the judge. I would if, say, It's okay. If you, don't, if you don't feel I got it, that's okay. Can you... There's a sport
1: on the cover. Um, sport? So, so there's one main picture and then there's four smaller pictures next to it. And one of them is a sport. Uh, can you name what that sport would be? If you can, I will give you the point.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to guess that it's not a super popular sport had to be popular enough. I'm going to go with soccer.
1: Nope. Oh, um, <laughs> So the cover does have a dude, but he's not doing, like, the James Bond back-to-back okay. thing. Okay, okay. He's kind of looking like the girl's, like, kind of just dry-humping him. <laughs> and then uh, there's a guy downhill skiing on the cover. Uh, there also seems to be a picture of a guy with a jet-powered wheelchair. Um, <laughs> can you name the qu- or one of the major quirks about the bad guy that shows up within, like, the first minute of this
0: game? I hate to say it, I've never played Fox Hunt. It's in my collection, and I want to play it bad. Like, I've just never sat down to play it, but I, being a FMV game, like, I knew I wanted it. So the wanted bad it.
1: guy wears pink mittens. Oh. Like,
0: like knit mittens
1: <laughs> the <laughs> whole time. And it's super weird.
0: That's amazing. So you
1: let's see
0: one two three four five, i wanted that six, perfect seven. score today you got me with five uh, so, man that was a good one that was a good one
1: you got seven of the eight which <laughs> is
0: pretty damn good
1: i'll take uh, that I think that's
0: not too shabby you
1: you've only gotten two wrong so far i think
0: two all right yeah that's that's yeah. Yeah, that sounds right yep because what was i got um it was destrega I missed the big yep. dude's head on the, <laughs> the 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 one fighting. I said uh, that was fun though. I liked the little twist you put on it with like the, what fighters are on the cover. That was that was good, man. That was good. <laughs> um, well, so that was that was amazing, man. That that's a super that's a blast for me. I love that. So I hope you I hope you like it too. And now that we've done it a few weeks, you're you're ratcheting up the difficulty, which I love. And then eventually, <laughs> I'm, eventually, I'm not going to get any of them, and then I'm going to hate it. But until then, it's fun. <laughs> Um, so let's do our games of the week and then we have our pickup pile of the week and then we're out of here. It's going to be kind of a short one this week. Um, we're both on a tighter schedule and have a lot of stuff going on, but I still wanted to get, uh, get, get it out. So, uh, John, what is your game of the week this week? What should everybody be playing?
1: Uh, my game of the week is prototype two. Uh, you can either play it on the Xbox 360 or PlayStation three, um, for the original version. Otherwise they did the Prototype hazard or Biohazard Bundle. Which has some crappy first game. And then Prototype 2. Hmm. Uh, and I like 2 a lot better than the first game. Because I, I really didn't like Alex Mercer in the first game. I didn't find him to be a re- redeeming character at all. And he's kind of just an evil piece of crap. Whereas the character you play as in the second game like has motivation for doing what he's doing he's trying to he's trying to uh kill Alex Mercer and and cure the virus that leads them into this like weird like almost nemesis style like mutations and it's just a fun game like the the powers are really fun and they just give you a lot of uh a lot of tools to wreak a lot of havoc
0: and if i remember correctly that was made by um Free Radical? Not Free Radical. Radical Entertainment. Radical Entertainment. And yep. so they Radical, also did Yeah, they did Incredible oh. Hulk, Ultimate Destruction. Yes. So this was Which kind was a of great game. Yeah, this was kind of their like own property idea after making a successful Hulk game. They were given the creative freedom to make their own game and this was what they came up with. So, so
1: what have you got
0: for your game of the week? Alright, so my game of the week is Gungrave for PS2. Now I have a sealed copy. I don't really don't keep sealed copies of games. I'd rather just have an open one in case I ever feel like playing it. But this is a really interesting story. So, Gungrave is one of my favorite animes. Um, I, I I just really connected with it. I thought it was great. But what's funny is the game came first. Then they made an anime based off of the game where they went more in depth with the story. Um, this is the guy that uh, did this is the guy that did like trigun in Cowboy Bebop. Um, and so he went on to make the anime, which was awesome. Then he went back and made a sequel game, which was a sequel to this game, but then also like a sequel to the anime sort of, even though it kind of doesn't make sense. Uh, and then, uh, um, never went back to another series, which is really unfortunate, but it, it really like, so I played this game first and I was like, this is really cool. It's stylish, like a third person, like gun blazing action game. And then I watched the anime. I'm like, man, this is so cool. Uh, And then I played the, you know, and then, but I wanted more of it and there isn't any more than like that little story they have. And then, so when they came out with the sequel game, which like continues after the anime, you're like, I have to play this, even though it kind of doesn't make sense. Uh, And so you put, you put up a lot, you have to, you have to really have a lot of caveats to enjoy it as one piece of entertainment. Uh, But it's just cool, man, and it's it's just style. It's kind of style over substance. It was cel shaded, which you know, PS two was kind of the start of cel shaded uh, graphics, and it was one of the earlier ones. Um, it was cool. Gungrave for the PS two. If you get a chance, check it out.
1: Who's the developer on that?
0: So it's Sega published it, and the developer just says Red Entertainment. Uh,
1: I'm I'm gonna ask you another piece of trivia. Um, can you name? the very bizarrely named ps2 game that they made after that
0: i cannot uh
1: it looks like a uh k-pop version of uh of like devil may cry and it's called bujing guy
0: oh bujing and- yeah bujing guy sure
1: yeah, that, that is a bizarre ass game.
0: <laughs> yeah, now that I think of it, I can see the logo on that box. Yep, I know it should, yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah I
1: bought that after um, after Gungrave came out, because I was like, oh,
0: that last game was awesome, I'll buy their next game. <laughs> it was
1: super weird.
0: Did you ever watch the Gungrave anime? Uh, I have not. So I like it a lot, and I watched it, because I downloaded it before it was available here, and it was fans, uh, fan-subbed. And I watched it and it was really good. I really liked it. And then they brought it over and I watched it with English voices and I hated it. And I'm not normally, I'm not, I'm not normally a sub over dub kind of like I'm not a pinky in the air anime fan by any stretch. Um, I like English dub for the most part. And it just, everybody sounded the same. Like every character sounded like they were voice acted by the same person. It was terrible. And then I was like, you know what? I'll just, I'll just, I'll just watch it subbed. That's no problem. And, So the sub is also atrocious. The official subtitles are awful. So for instance, (laughs) one of the themes throughout the whole anime is this brotherhood that they have. So there's two, two main characters, uh, grave, who is this guy. And then this other guy, um, And so they're, they're very close as they're coming up, like through this criminal organization together. And, there's this part where like they always refer to each other as brother, you know, it's like brother, you know, brother, this brother, that, because they're so close. They consider themselves brothers. So there's this part where after they get into a like after Grave comes back. Right. Because the the premise is that uh, he's part of this organization. The organization kills him and then he comes back to take him out and after they see him for the first time Bungie who still like ha- you know remembers him being this really close friend is driving away and he's he's thinking to himself you know and in the anime he's he in, in the original uh fan sub he's like you know he as he's driving away he's contemplating things he just goes you know brother you know that's what he says he's like he's remembering him as his brother in this, in, in, in in okay in the shit ass dub that they did <laughs> they swapped the word brother for big guy so imagine this theme of like brotherhood and closeness and and you know all and instead of calling him your brother you call him hey big guy (laughs) you know like uh, like it's it's just it's terrible and i was hoping you'd say lover oh (laughs) just that would have been better that would have been better um and then lastly uh they have this thing right so there's a law in the organization they're in it's what what is it um when john when there's uh, um, a law that cannot be broken. What do they call that? Okay, it's sorry. It was, it was supposed to be a simple question. It's it's iron law, right? An iron okay. law cannot be broken, right? So somehow when they translated this to the U.S., they changed it to the Code of Iron. That's what they call it. They're like, oh, you know, you broke <laughs> the Code of Iron. What? They broke the iron law. You can't break the iron law. And, and if you break it, that means you're out. But they broke the, it was the code of iron. Like what? Like who, 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 who subbed this and like was writing this and was like, oh yeah, yeah. they It says something about the iron law, but it's a code, like iron code. So we better call it the code of iron so it makes sense to stupid American viewers or something. I'm like, so anyway, little things, but it's terrible. And I, I loved it so much and then when I first saw that I was so mad because I had watched it and it, it's very like special to me. Anyway, that was a long tangent just to talk about that stupid anime. But it's good, it's <laughs> one of my favorites. Uh I have a Gungrave wall scroll here, you can't see it, and I have a Brandon Heat who is Graves' actual name. I've got a bobblehead of his, which I've never been able to see <laughs> on eBay. Someone gave that to me because they knew I was a huge Gungrave fan, so he's just gave it to me and said, Oh, I heard you were a fan. They gave it to it's like, Oh, cool. Every time I look it up to try to get any info or value on it, I can't find anything. It's great. Weird. Um But yeah, it's incredible. Um so uh games of the week out of the way, John. I must now know. What's in your pickup pile of the week, man? How how was it this week?
1: Uh, well, I haven't had a chance to go anywhere, so okay. uh, I've got two things. Um, I've got the egg cover of Wottom. <laughs> I love that. Uh, not to be confused with Wada. Um, and um, this one was on I Am Eight Bit exclusive, and then Best Buy uh, got copies of this, mm-hmm. um, so I saw that. And then the Quantic Dream collection uh, with Detroit: Become Human, Heavy Rain, and Beyond Two Souls for PS4. And so that is
0: it. That's it. That's, John, that's, that pathetic. It. that's <laughs> pathetic. That's pathetic. That's <laughs> terrible. Well, I'm glad you didn't have a lot because today, this week, John, my cupeth it overfloweth <laughs> with with incredible. So part of the reason now, obviously, people listening to this are going to be like they won't know this, but I was late coming home from work today because we had... Like, we were processing one of the most incredible trades we've ever had come in. So we bought almost a $7,000 collection. And Damn. that collection consisted of Bang and PS1, PS2 RPGs, and rare GameCube games, Saturn and Saturn, rare Saturn games, and uh, yeah. So I had a pickup pile of about five games going into today. Then I got a limited run box in the mail today. So that added five more games. And okay. then when I saw all the stuff I was buying out of the huge trade, it was like another 10 things. So I've got like a 20 <laughs> game week, which I, I haven't had since the last time I got a big PS2 RPG lot in. So well, a question
1: that... for you about that that uh, trade real quick. Sure. Um did they have Brigadine
0: and did they
1: have Valkyrie Profile?
0: Brigandine, yes, Valkyrie Profile no. And how
1: much is Brigadine?
0: Or is it in your pickup pile? It is Holy not, crap. but I believe it's one ninety nine ninety nine and it does not include a map. <laughs> I will not ever own that thing. Mm.
1: Uh <laughs> actually something
0: did come in, not from that trade, but something did come in that I'm I was gonna message you about. Um but it's uh we got a copy of Zoids for 360. Do you need that? I do not. I do own that. All right. Well, uh, cool. That won't bother that you. That was either.
1: one of the, that was one of like three Atlas games for Xbox 360. And I collect 360 games and Atlas games. So all I right. definitely have that. I just
0: thought it was one of those weirdies that you probably had, but maybe had missed some time over the years. So, all right. Fun it's, fact, oh, that yes. game blows. <laughs> it doesn't look very <laughs> Well, the, it was funny. We had it in like 2015. It was $5. Now it's worth like 30. <laughs> I'm surprised I went up because that game's a piece of crap. Yeah. <laughs> so.
1: There are funzoid games. That's not one of them.
0: <laughs> Let's see. So without further ado. Oh, uh, you lost me here. Let me. uh
1: there oh, we I go. hear you. Oh,
0: there we go. So I wanted to. I want a big cam up for this. So I'll do my limited Being run. In st- it. <laughs> I'll do my limited run stuff first. All right. I got too many games here, John. I got no limited run stuff this week.
1: I think all my stuff is, like, way far out.
0: I got Mighty Switch Force Collection. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't even know anything about this. It looks cool. Uh, this I'm excited about. I got the PS4 physical copy of Shadowgate.
1: Um, is that That's one of the uh, NES Or Is it a remaster or is it just the same it, damn game?
0: It's a completely remade game. So, like, it looks like okay. um, the graphics are almost, like, missed, you know. But it's... It, it, I've actually never played this version of it, but I saw that they had remade it a few years ago for PC and then they brought it to PS4 and now they have it physical. Uh, Next up was Dark Quest Uh, 2. It's like an isometric view. I don't know. RPG looks pretty awesome. I Uh, missed
1: that one, that sale completely,
0: apparently. Then then I got a couple of these Chemco shitters. So these are those generic (laughs) RPGs that Chemco publishes. So the first one is called Sephirothic Stories. (laughs) Just look at this crap. (laughs) And then Legend of the Tetrarchs. And this looks a little bit better, at least. But this looks straight up like made with RPG Maker. Dude, it's wild. How many Chemco shitters are in your collection? At least 15. At least. Yeah,
1: they are cranking those things out. They
0: are. It is unreal. Like It should be against the law making that many generic RPGs. Um, but hey, there's dumb dumbs like me that buy everyone, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, then I picked up—I um, forget the the word that's first, but it's something Super Combo. And okay. so this is like a collection of two like old arcade wrestling games, but they're fighting, so they they play kind of like beat em ups. But uh, I don't even know where they came from, but they're SNK, so you know it's good. Um, I got a mint in box copy of Super Mario Land. For the regular Game Boy. This is in great shape. We actually had the box and booklet in back forever, and we finally got a loose cart with a nice label. So it's like, finally. Um, I got a mint and box copy of Sword of Mana for Game Boy Advance. Nice. Uh, Also amazing condition waiting to go in my collection for a while. And now this one, now I collect mint and box boxed games. This one is not mint and box, but I cannot find this game anywhere. And it came into the store. So oftentimes when a game comes into the store and it's like a six or seven out of 10, I'll still take it even though I usually stick to eights, nines and tens out of 10, but I got a boxed copy of Wolverine for the NES, which this game is rough. It is very, very rough. (laughs) Um, you can't the game's play. a piece of crap. Ga- game's uh. terrible. <laughs> uh, game's terrible, but it's Wolverine. I'm a Wolverine fan. I do love the art on the front, but this game is just bad. Um, but, you Any know. idea who did the art? Oh, let me look. Mm. I know that art. It's not Jim Lee. It looks like... I don't know. Who is it? I have no idea. Oh <laughs> I thought you were putting me to the test, dude. No, All right, well <laughs> Okay. So let's get on to the Wii the Wii games. I picked up a copy of Monster Hunter 3 import someone robbed into the store. So the Japanese copy of Monster Hunter All 3 right. for the Wii. Who cares about that? I don't know. It's Monster Hunter, so I'm stupid. I'll buy it. Um I got a copy of Opuna. Oh this hey. cute little Koei RPG for the Wii? Yeah, I
1: I should have bought that like eight years ago and didn't.
0: Yeah, it was worth a lot less back then. Yep. Same with this game, which has had a meteoric rise—no pun intended. Arc Rise Fantasia. Jerry oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thought it was going to be Jerry Rice and Nitus's dog football. I'm <laughs> sorry, a I'm copy s- of that one. I'm sorry to disappoint. <laughs> you, you'll you'll be the only one
0: with it. Um, and so that's it for that. How much is Ark Rise worth? Because I I own that one. Yeah, about sixty. Okay. Um. Then I got Sonic Jam for Sega Saturn.
1: Oh, that's one of the only Sonic games I don't have.
0: It's so cool. Um. I was very happy to see that come through. I got uh, Earthworm Jim Two for Sega Saturn. Nice. Very happy with that. And lastly, very very happy with this Resident Evil for the Sega Saturn. Nice. Um yeah i uh, i've wanted this for a long time and i hate to say it look at the disc if you can see it there's like a rental sticker from from <laughs> what uh waterford pick and view <laughs> waterford jerk offs putting stickers on the disc um but so i'll get another disc copy in of this one day and i'll just swap the discs but until that day which
1: we- uh yes. wasn't wasn't one of the Resident Evil games censored, like the the opening cinematic?
0: Yes, the PlayStation,
1: Actually, the director's cut was wasn't it?
0: the The PlayStation One version originally had like in Japan had Chris smoking a cigarette. Was it Chris or was it Wesker? I forget. One of them smoking a cigarette in the intro, and they cut that out. Um, they might have put it back in in the Saturn version. I don't know, but this I is think... two, this is two hundred bucks for the Saturn version. Of this Holy
1: game. crap! I, I think
0: they cut out
1: that FMV completely on some of the versions of the game.
0: Ah, that 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 makes sense. Yeah, and this one says that features all new monster and a hidden shooting mode available only in this release. Huh, pretty pretty big deal. But it, it just looks good, man, on the shelf like that. That spine just looks good. Yeah. Um, and then lastly to the PS two games, uh, I surprisingly didn't get any PS one games out of. That collection. There is one that I'm going to swap because I have a sealed copy of Silhouette Mirage, and I don't want a sealed copy, so I actually, I'm going to be able to swap my a used one for my sealed one, take the sealed one to the store, which is cool. But first up, this is a big one. SteamBot Chronicles for PS2. Nice. I've, I've been waiting for this forever. I've been on the list at my own store for like three years for this stupid game. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, got a copy of Dawn of Mana. Uh, totally terrible game, but it's a mana game. It's an RPG, so we go with it. Uh, Harvest Moon, A Wonderful Life Special Edition for PS2. Uh, This game is god-awful, but it is what it is. Ark the Lad, End of Darkness. It's an RPG. Um, It's got online, and I looked on the back, and it straight up says there's four-on-four online deathmatch. How more could you ruin a Japanese RPG except by adding four-on-four deathmatch? Ugh. And And Ark the Lad collection that's on PS1 is just... Wow, chef kiss amazing like <laughs> Arc the Lad is top notch and then it came in this beautiful working designs packaging and it's awesome and then I guess Namco bought the rights to Arc the Lad so Namco published this turd I don't know it sucks uh, then I got a copy <laughs> of Wild Arms 3 which is also a massive disappointment um, I love Wild Arms 1 it's one of my favorite RPGs then they, Wild Arms 2 is okay 3 is terrible 4 is okay And then 5 is okay. And then they did Alter Code F, which is a remake of the first one. And that's kind of okay. (laughs) But Wild Arms 3. I actually still need Wild Arms 4. It's the only one I'm missing. Um, Mana Kamea. I didn't have this version of this, um, which is weird. I don't know how I didn't have that. And then, oops, I almost forgot to take the sticker off this one. Let me take the sticker off first. Because I'm ending this massive day with a monster haunting ground. Uh, nice. I, got, I got my copy of Haunting Ground finally uh, in my collection. It's That's hard. it. You don't have that. Uh, I, I think I've passed it up like 10 times because overall I don't like the game. Like it's okay, <laughs> you know? And every time I see it, I'm like, well, I could buy this and put it in my collection finally, but it's so expensive. Um, f- Now I'm, I'm starting to do this a little bit more with games in my collections. I'm starting to, I don't want to say sit on them, but like this is a game that I think will keep going up. And so if I put it in my collection for a couple years and I decide to sell it, it might be worth four hundred or five hundred, you know. Yeah. Um, and then one of the games that was traded in, it won't be going out until Saturday. We're gonna have a massive post on Saturday. But we got a copy of Kuan, which Ooh, nice. is now, John, six hundred dollars. That's what it's selling for. Six hundred dollars. And we got a copy of Rule of Rose, which is five hundred dollars.
1: I'm fairly certain I passed up Kuan for like 20 bucks years ago.
0: (laughs) I bought it at, I bought it at my store for a hundred bucks like two years ago. And I was like, Oh, Oh, um, (laughs) but, uh, but anyway, so that is all I had in my pickup. That is it. Uh, for my pickup pile of the week, that is it for the show. So as always, you can, uh, you can, um, subscribe on youtube youtube.com slash drop rate you can follow us on twitch at twitch.tv slash the drop rate and uh follow me on twitter at game trade greg you can follow john on twitter at dryer combo we uh we are starting to tweet out our pickup piles of the week and our games of the week which is pretty rad um and uh, in case, I mean, if you listen to it, I guess you don't need to see a picture of it. But it's kind of fun sometimes if you're on Twitter. Uh, follow us both and and, and check that out. Um, and um, what else, John? Any anything important going on? I don't know. Um, I might
1: start a uh, amateur home improvement podcast randomly. Uh-
0: <laughs> I like it. I like it. And uh, yes, really. we didn't talk about that, but yes, you did. You painted. You painted your house, man. It looks great.
1: Yeah, my hands are covered in paint right now because I was still <laughs> out there today, even in the rain.
0: Well, I just so you know, I noticed when you sat back in your chair a couple times. I know you're not wearing pants, and that's fine. I am wearing, I am wearing shorts. Pants are optional on this podcast. Always, <laughs> no judgment here. But I just want you to know, I noticed. I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you, everybody, as always, for listening and watching. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you again next week. Say goodbye, John. Later. And we'll see you next time. Have a good one. Bye bye.